Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and to our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. Today we'll be getting updates from the Erie County Community College and classes and programs that they are offering. My guests today are Chris Gray, who is president of the Erie County Community College, and Guy Goodman, vice president of academic and student affairs. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for having us. So let's start with a broad overview of where things uh, stand. Uh, do you, how do you view the mission of the community college now that you've got it rolling here? Uh, is it filling the space that so many people thought was missing here in the county? You know, it is, and I think that's, I, I think a year ago when we, when we were first starting the college, folks didn't know what a comprehensive community college is, but they're getting it now. We've got the classes, we've added a, a lot of programs in those technical areas are gonna lead folks to family sustaining jobs. Um, we're starting to really get in the workforce. We've got some really interesting partnerships I hope we'll get a chance to talk about today. And so we're doing that. And most importantly, we're, we're making the changes in student lives. We've got, um, we, just, we just released a new thing on our social media. It's a great story of a, a young woman who's been wanting a promotion in her career, but she's raising her family and working and uh, wasn't able to get back. They have to have a college degree for it. And so now with the community college, she's gonna be able to slowly build that college degree and she's gonna get that promotion. And those are the stories that really warm our hearts. So I think it was kind of, if you build it, they will come sort of a thing here. And there were, as we heard in the media, like a few bumps initially of, were the people who enrolled initially really ready to be there? And did you have what you needed in place to help them make the transition? Were the course offerings the right thing? So how did you navigate that part of things and, and are you getting settled? Yeah, so let me, let me say this with a, a point of pride. The students that we take in community colleges are never ready. That's the reality. They're, they're working folks. They're folks that are raising their family, caring for their family. So I, I can have 100% success rate if I put the same entry standards that Harvard does. When you go to Harvard, you're going to be successful no matter what. But when you take this, this, when we're in an open enrollment institution, which means if you're 18 or have a high school diploma or GD, you're in. That's mm -hmm. the only requirement to be our student. We know that you may not have had an algebra class in 15 years, so you're gonna need additional help and remediation in those math skills. Um, so I think, I say that with a point of pride, you're right. But we also know that when our students graduate and they go to those state universities, they outperform students who started there, and that's across the nation. So uh, yeah, you know, we, we sometimes take a little bit of beating on the, 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 the amount of preparedness that our students come in with, but we've done some really cool things, and I'll let Guy tell you a little bit about some of our tutoring and some of our um, success coaching. Sure, yeah. One of the things that we've done is in each of our classes, we have what we are calling our success coaches. Uh, each class has one of our staff members that uh, connects directly with each student in that class. Um, you know, sometimes people look at it as a, an early alert uh, or uh, a support system that's in place. Um, what those individuals are doing is they're actually reaching out to students on a weekly basis, finding out uh, how they're doing academically, but also um, really monitoring uh, the uh, outside forces that potentially impact uh, academic success. So that's one of the big things. And then through uh, our library services, uh, our library staff uh, has a tutoring program uh, available to all students free of charge as well to help them uh, navigate uh, as Dr. Dre just mentioned, navigate that concept of learning what it is to be a college student uh, and helping them uh, be as successful as possible. So you and I are meeting for the first time. You're fairly new in your position. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to the Erie County Community College? Sure. Uh, I've actually been in higher education for just under 25 years. Uh, I started out in the Midwest. 
uh, working for a mid-sized community college uh, and uh, took a, a broad uh, path to uh, higher ed administration. Uh, ended up um, being a vice president of student affairs uh, at uh, that institution. Then I, I uh, transitioned to uh, Phoenix, Arizona and was in Phoenix uh, as a dean of students for eight years before coming to Erie. Um, having an opportunity to come to uh, an area that uh, has never had a community college um, and having the experience of knowing what the community college offers to the community uh, really allowed me uh, just an opportunity to come into to PA and, and uh, experience another part of the country. So you are also uh, prepared to help scaffold this up from, from the ground, really? Yes, uh, a lot of experiences uh, throughout my uh, professional career. Um, work with a, um, very strong leaders uh, as well as having teams of individuals that can help us develop processes, develop policies that uh, are best benefited for students who are making that transition, whether it be from high school or whether it be from the workforce. So long before you got here, there was a lot of discussion and debate about uh, bricks and mortar and where the community college should be. So uh, Dr. Gray, remind us right now, uh, where are classes happening? And of course, you just added this former Villa Maria campus. Sure, so we have four campuses right now. We have Erie West, which is located on uh, West 8th Street, the formerly was the Villa Maria um, um, school. Um, we have our, our Erie East campus, which is um, on East 8th Street, and that's uh, the St. Benedict King uh, Center. East 10th Street. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, 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 sorry. <laughs> 8th is West and 10th, so um, I make that mistake, actually, when I'm driving. And then we're also at our Summit location, which is the, uh, the building right adjacent to the Vocational Technical High School, and then finally we're down in the Cory High Ed Center. So we have those four campuses. Again, we're committed to offering classes. No student should be more than 30 minutes from access to education. That's a fundamental belief of a community college. Okay, we saw a little bit of video there of the last class of Villa girls um, leaving Villa. So what did adding that campus, uh, what, what does that mean for your mission? You know, I think it's, it's um, important. Right now, our staff is spread all over. Our, my office, we rent some downtown space where some of our background HR, kind of AP people are. We have our student affairs staff are there with our students. And so this is gonna give us an opportunity to pull a lot of staff close together. It also gives us the great opportunity for us to grow over the next 10 years. I firmly believe by the time I retire, um, Erie County Community College will be the largest provider of higher education in Northwest Pennsylvania. Um, I think that 95,000 square foot of already instructional space is gonna help us grow to there. So we're gonna be able to add those laboratories, those clinics that we need to train people in allied health, to train people in um, all the different jobs are coming in artificial intelligence and robotics and so it really gives us the opportunity to slowly grow into that space. Alright just real quickly which of those location is the locations is the busiest and can you tell us how many students are currently enrolled? Sure uh, from an enrollment perspective we're excited going into uh, year two we have actually doubled in the number of credit hours that we're being able to offer to our uh, our students um, and the busiest uh, current location will be our Erie East location um, because that's the really the, the location where it was it was our uh, flagship if you will from a classroom perspective um, we look forward to uh, Villa uh, or Erie West uh, really taking on a larger portion of our classes as we grow into that space okay well when we come back we're going to talk specifics about the academic programs that the community college is offering we hope you'll stay with us
I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back to The Insider. We're getting some updates from the Erie County Community College today with Christopher Gray, who is its president, and Guy Goodman, who is vice president of academic and student affairs. So let's talk about uh, the courses of study being offered right now. How many programs do you have? And, and how have those maybe evolved since uh, you, you first got started? Sure. Um, our first uh, year, we actually had three degrees that we were offering. We were offering the Associate of uh, Applied Business. Uh, we offered the General Associate of Arts degree, as well as we had an uh, Informational Technology Networking uh, degree as well. Um, throughout uh, that first year, what we were committed to was really growing uh, the number of programs that we offered. We listened to the community, uh, and as of this uh, opening of uh, the semester this week, uh, we are actually offering uh, seven uh, degrees and five certificates. Um, many of them uh, centered around the manufacturing area, um, but then we also added in uh, criminal justice and corrections as well. So are most students looking to get a, a degree, as you say, a community college degree, or you mentioned kids performing well when they get to college. So uh, what's the percentage of ones that are wanting to get their feet under them and then you know, enroll in one of the area colleges or universities versus uh, get a certificate or degree program from you? So uh, we'll have those data available here shortly, um, but we're gonna continue to grow. And so I, I, I think the, the short answer to that is we know that lots of folks want a job. That's why they go to college. And so for some students that means they need specific skills in welding or phlebotomy or whatever that is. <coughs> Excuse me. And for others that's they want to go get that four-year degree. But it's somewhat of a misnomer. We also know that lots of our folks who go through allied health and who go through manufacturing end up at some point later in their career coming back to finish that four-year degree. Um, and you'll see that a lot. Folks want to move into administrative roles or they want to move into supervisory or they want to move into a broader role. And so um, right last year we saw it was evenly split. This year um, our welding program actually has a wait list and so we're hoping to expand those offerings as soon as we can um, acquire uh, more access to the space to do that. Our criminal justice program actually surprised us. It's, um, it filled fairly quickly. Um, but we're still continuing to see strong enrollment in business and, and, and so forth. And so um, it really depends on the degree. The welding folks may be going in just for skills. Um, they may not even want to complete the whole certificate and that's okay. Um, we talk a lot about completion in higher ed. Completion looks much different for our students. For what, what we want to do is meet their goals. So if their goal is just to get a specific skill, we want to do that. If it's to prep them to go on for a four-year degree, we're, we're there for them. We have a few pictures uh, that you guys sent over of students in some of the programs right now. So how do you go about setting uh, the curriculum? Guy, you mentioned that you are in touch with the workforce development folks, uh, uh, industries in our community about what they're looking for. Yes, one of, one of our major uh, responsibilities is uh, listening to our community, uh, partnering with our community, uh, and I believe we've done a good job of, of entertaining um, conversations with many of our partners uh, within Erie County uh, in helping us kind of set the direction for coursework that we are offering. Um, we continually uh, develop our program advisory committees uh, for our programs to help uh, not only uh, build programs but also evaluate the programs as we are um, rolling them out uh, for uh, the for our students. How did COVID impact everything? I mean you were starting at a really strange time and we're hearing that people don't want to work now so are there more opportunities than ever before for people who do want to work and, and get the right training for what the needs are in the community? 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a two-part question. So, yeah, COVID up, upended the whole higher education model. It didn't affect community colleges as much because we, we've already dealt with students who have to balance things. Mm -hmm. So we were able to pivot pretty quickly. I was shocked that um, through the, the regional accreditation that um, they had over 600 institutions had to apply to be able to offer courses remotely which means online. And I was shocked that there are that many institutions that don't because online learning has been a critical part of what we've done for years. And so what we were able to do, we actually grew from that and we learned how to wrap around all those success supports that our students need. We've done that well. And now that's gonna change the, the, the shape of higher education forever. Um, in terms of the second part of that question, you're absolutely right. We're, we're experiencing some really unprecedented times. And IMSI, um, um, which is a, a national data thing, put out a study and I was fascinated. There were three areas that really, they argue, may have the largest impact on what we're seeing with, with the, the worker shortage. A, that was our immigration policies in the country. We know about a third of our, our employees in um, retail and hospitality typically are immigrants. Well, we have virtually limited uh, immigration drastically over the last five to seven years. And so they think that that may have an impact. The second one was the COVID impact. What we saw is folks who would leave full-time work and may stay on as a part-time role they, they mainly uh, fled and, and just left. And then the third part, and our data don't account for this at the national level, so when you're hearing the news, um, and I, I challenge your listeners, every one of us knows someone who's making a living in the gig economy, whether they're driving Uber, whether they're doing the, the house cleaning apps or whatever those are, um, those folks aren't accounted for in there. And so, and I, I can tell you in my own life, I have lots of friends who have left the traditional workforce and pieced together um, um, a financial situation right. that allows them the freedom to do the things they want to do. Yeah, we keep hearing about quiet quitting, <laughs> but maybe they're right. doing something else while they're quietly quitting. Yeah. I've got to move us along here. I know you have a new dual degree program for high school students and a surgical tech partnership with UPMC Hammett. We're going to learn more about those when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Today it's all about the Erie County Community College. You like to call it E? EC3. EC3 uh, with President Chris Gray and Guy Goodman, Vice President of Student and Academic Affairs. So you have a new dual degree program for high school students. What was the spark uh, for that? Is it up and rolling? And, and how many students are going to be taking advantage? Sure. We are very excited to have our dual degree program uh, up and running, uh, starting classes this past Monday. Um, we had uh, eight students uh, from uh, Erie School District participating in the program, uh, from both uh, Erie High School as well as from uh, Collegiate Academy. Um, in essence, uh, those students are uh, juniors uh, in high school. Uh, however, they're also taking a full uh, schedule with Erie County Community College uh, at the same time. So those what students... What are they looking for? Are they looking for different things within your program or is it a specific curriculum geared for them? It is a uh, it is our Associate of Arts degree uh, that they are receiving so it is our transfer degree. Uh, in essence what they're looking for is to get a, a leg up uh, with regards to their four-year degree. So these students will finish uh, the first two years of their uh, bachelor's degree while they are juniors and seniors in high school. At no cost to them? Um, because of the support that we've received through uh, Erie County, uh, as well as support that the students are receiving uh, through the school district, Erie School District, it is at no cost to them. And this is still ARP COVID, COVID funds? That is true, yes. 
Okay, so eight students taking advantage from different schools. Is it open to anyone? Do they have to qualify academically? What are you looking for? The way that the students were selected was uh, we worked with the guidance counselors in the high school to identify students who they felt uh, could benefit from the program. Um, we are uh, hoping to be able to expand it into Erie County uh, starting next year um, with uh, various cohorts throughout uh, the IU5 district. So they don't want to do the traditional four years of college or uh, they from a financial standpoint or they're so bright they don't need those first two years I mean I'm trying to wrap my head around the why sure it's it's not that they don't want to do it they're they're excited to complete their first two years while they're still in high school and this gives them the opportunity to do that uh, from a financial perspective they are saving uh, in essence two years of college tuition um, while they're studying with us uh, while they're in high school so talk about the partnership that you also have forged with UPMC Hammett for surgical techs. Uh, how did you initiate that? What's that all about? Well, so that's, so we, we promised, the, the great promise of EC3 is that we are going to be the community's college. And this, this partnership is an excellent example of that. So leadership at UPMC came forward to us and um, scheduled lunch with me. And every time somebody schedules a lunch with me, there's always an ask. And so the ask was, hey, we are, we are potentially going to lose surgeons because we can't keep our surgical suites busy. Um, we don't have enough surge techs. So surge techs are, I'm going to simplify this a little bit, they are the highly skilled, trained, what we may think of as nurses when they're in there, but they're the ones that work directly in that area and help uh, make those surgeries happen, take care of the patient while they're in surgery and so forth. And um, I, I had that conversation, I said, I'd love to help you, but the reality is we're in such in startup mode. I don't, at that point, I didn't even have the West Campus. And I said, to train those students appropriately, I need to build a surgical suite. I don't want them learning from textbooks. I don't want someone who's going to be taking care of me or taking care of my mother knowing the theory of it. I wanted that hands-on practical skill. And I said, so until I get a campus and do that, and they said, well, what if we let you use our surgical suite? And so that's a great partnership. And so then we went further with that and we engaged with the University of Pittsburgh. Um, it's actually a great partnership. So we're gonna, because we haven't received national accreditation yet, we're gonna partner with them. So they're gonna provide the specialized training through the UP accreditation, and we're gonna do the general education as a partnership. And then as we get accredited, that will transition over to us. So we'll continue to be able to feed surge techs right here in Erie County. So you're doing this uh, on UPMC Hammett's campus then? Uh, so we're or actually bring general education the first year. So uh, students in this program take a lot of biology, anatomy, and physiology. They really need to know the human body well. So that's all offered through our traditional education. They're actually the very first um, class that started on our West Campus. So they started class Monday morning, the very first one ever there. And so had the opportunity to pop in there. And these are all current UPMC employees, so they're skilling up. Another great example of UPMC's facing that shortage and saying, how do I get more surge techs? Well, instead of fighting with every other hospital system, they're saying, we've got these great employees who already believe in the mission and the value of UPMC. Let me just transition them into a higher paying job. And so it's, a, it's an excellent partnership. Okay, I have a couple other really quick questions for this section. So you talked about articulation agreements with Edinburgh University and other schools. Uh, is that able to happen with Edinburgh becoming part of Penn West? And then where does your own accreditation process stand? We are actually excited that the accreditation, or I'm sorry, the, the uh, articulation agreement um, with uh, Edinburgh 
uh, actually expands for us. Uh, because they uh, come into that partnership as part of Penn West, uh, our partnership that we had directly with Edinburgh is now a partnership with the other institutions as well. Great. And accreditation? Accreditation. So it's a long process, five to seven years. The first step was an application to be a pre-candidate, which we've passed. and We are approved for that. So now the next step is they're going to do a site visit as soon as they release COVID restrictions. So we're moving along and um, not many institutions pass on first attempt, so I'm incredibly proud of the work my staff has done to get us in position to do that. All right, so we wanna know what people need to know to register for classes and if tuition is still free because of those ARP funds. And that is what we'll talk about next. Stay with us. Welcome back. It's all about the Erie County Community College. So what do people need to know if they're interested in everything you've talked about so far to, to register for classes? Is, is everything on your website? We can take a quick look here. Everything is on our website. Uh, so um, because um, we have uh, those QR codes, because we have access uh, on our website, you can get, just go to uh, www.ec3pa.org uh, and there is an apply now button. Uh, hit that and start the process to come join us as a student. Yeah, and I'll add to that, we'll be right there to help you. So don't be worried about that process. We know that can be onerous, but our staff, we're going to guide you through every phase of that. Okay, and it's still free for now because of ARP funds, but that's running out? You bet, yeah. The enrollment went up so much this semester that our anticipation of those ARP funds through the county government, uh, those funds are going to, they're, they're dwindling now, and we, we will exhaust those funds sometime within this, probably within this year. So if so folks are interested in enrolling, now's the time. Uh, we may, we're, we're, at, we're trying to find other sources to continue to help students, but um, right now we're, we're down to a limited pot of money. So if folks, if Erie County residents want to come, now's the time. And when it does become a paying uh, proposition, it's $160 per credit hour? Yep, 160 plus credit hours plus some fees still puts us well beneath um, most of the other models. And that's just the community college model with the support of the county government and the state. That's how we're able to keep tuition affordable. All right. And Ron Nicola announced recently that he's stepping down as your uh, board of trustees chair very quickly tell us about his contribution and who's going to chair the board next yeah well ron put up a hell of a fight to get this community college here and he really was the face of the work that so many of, of, of your listeners um have fought for and so we're going to deeply miss him in that role but he's he's been in this fight for 15 years it's time it's time for him to step back uh he's still going to keep a, a close engagement with the college I, I i'm not going to let him go because frankly we need him he's was the, vo the voice for it so we actually, um, we have his board chair replacement. I think we're actually, we have two other board members whose terms are up. Um, so Ron's replacement hasn't been officially announced. We have a board meeting um, soon that will sit one new board member and then we will sit another few board members. And then next month in September, the board itself actually chooses their own chair. So that process will happen next month. So stay tuned. You bet. Yes. So if people do enroll, um, we only have a minute left now. That is for courses that are starting on the 21st of September. We have our 12-week courses that are starting the 21st, yes. We actually have our eight-week, second eight-week courses that start in mid-October. So there's additional opportunities for uh, enrollment. The short answer is, as the community college, classes start when our students need them. So there's always classes coming very soon. We're not going to make you wait a year or come back to us next semester. We have classes every eight weeks, sometimes more frequently. So just make that apply now. Get in touch with one of our advisors, our counselors. We'll help you pick something that makes sense for you. All right, Chris and Guy, thank you for being with us. Thank and you. as always, thank you for joining us in the Insider. If you have an idea you'd like me to explore, just email me at ladams at erienewsnow.com and join us again next time for the Insider.